I'm Hillary. That's your four minute buzz. And now here's Glenn and Stu with the start of our show this morning. Thank you so much, Hillary. Uh, welcome to the program. We're so glad that you're here. Hello, Stu. Mr. Back, I want to talk are a little bit about uh, very good. I want to talk a little bit about relief factor, and you might need some pain medication when we finish talking about what's happening with Iran. Uh, relief factor can can help you out with your pain situation. It has helped me for eighteen months plus. Uh, it's one eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. I've been taking this for a while now, and my pain has dramatically uh, reduced. Uh, I know several people on the staff also take it. It's nineteen ninety five to try the quick start. Just try it out. Try it out for three weeks. If it doesn't work, yes, you are out $20. But 70% of the people who try it reorder for another batch month after month after month, after month because it does work. So get your life back. Just try Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Do that now. ReliefFactor.com. Or call 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. All right, today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about Iran, war, and Bill O'Reilly's coming up. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. All right, it was uh, kind of a confusing uh Confusing 24 hours here with uh, the Trump administration and with the uh, the administration or the regime in Iran. What is going on? Well, we'll we'll try to make heads or tails of it. Uh, last night we had orders to strike Iran. We had planes already in the air. We had our uh, military ships already positioned, and at the last minute it was called off for some reason. The White House won't respond why. But the president had given the go order and then rescinded it. This is significant news. And we have to decide, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's going on? Is this worth it? Who's right? Because you listen to the press. I don't think you're any closer to the truth. So let's start at the beginning. What's really going on with Iran? We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, okay, I want to tell you a little bit about our cruise that we're taking. Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining us in about an hour, and then a year from now, in spring 2020, he's going to be joining us again, except this time he's going to be joining us, I think, in Croatia uh, and Israel. Um, it's going to be a remarkable cruise, and we would love for you to attend. It's uh, our cruise through history, and you can find out all about it if you just go to comesailaway.com, comesailaway.com. If you go to that address, you're going to find out all about this amazing cruise. It's going to be in Venice, Athens. Uh, it's going to be in uh, uh, Croatia and the Holy Land. You're going to walk where Jesus walked. You can walk. You know, I was I grew up Catholic. You can walk the 12 stations of the cross. It is amazing when you see this come to life. And we're going to bring it all to life with you, with historians that are going to be joining us. You'll be able to take tours, and, and uh, we're going to have uh, you know conversations about history and how we got to where we are as humans and the role that Europe and the Middle East played in the development of the United States of America. It's going to be great. Plus, there's a pool, there's a bar, so you can, you know, you don't have to listen to us blowhards all the time. Just go and have a great time. ComeSailAway.com. Go there now. ComeSailAway.com. 
So last night, I wake up and I, uh, I look at the news and I see that the president has authorized a strike on Iran and that we had dispatched, uh, excuse me, military, um, and we had just already uh, shot planes off and they were on their way. And I don't know what their target was. I would imagine their nuclear facilities, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we had our ships positioned uh, also to attack. Now, he gave the go order. Now, when we found out about it is when the go order then was rescinded. Now, I'm trying to remember, Stu, have you ever seen a, a go order rescinded before in your lifetime? Usually, if I'm sure there have been some, but uh, they're not uh, widely reported. The next day, in particular, right. uh, maybe you find that right. out well, in, that a night. Histor- in a history book, right? Like ten years later, where they're reviewing what went on. I don't think I can Correct. ever remember seeing something where the next day, kind of in real time, the night of, that this was was sort of reversed, which so- makes me wonder. Uh, is mm-hmm. this exactly what Donald Trump wants them to think happened, right? Like, is this exactly uh, the type of thing where you're uh, saying Trump wants to say, look, mm. he's 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 warning Iran, look, we were about to do this, and that's how close you are to crossing this line. I'll give you one more chance. I okay. wonder so if there's that a, was true. Yeah, now there's a, couple of, there's a couple of ways to look at this, and I want to take this all apart this hour, and I want to... I just want to take you through some critical thinking on this, because, you know, if you listen to the press, I listened to the Daily this morning from the New York Times. I'm Michael Barbaro, and this is the Daily. Hi, I'm your host, and this is the way you're supposed to talk on shows like this. Uh, so I listen, and if you're listening to the New York Times, you're listening to the, the, uh, the, the left, you're hearing the story that Donald Trump is a warmonger. And that people in his administration and the president have just been itching for a fight. Donald Trump is not a warmonger. Okay, let's be really clear on that. There is no way that you can look at Donald Trump and say, yep, he's a warmonger. Where is the record of him warmongering? He has been against every action the United States has taken, I think, in the last 20 years. I think I think he may have been for the initial strike in uh, in uh, Afghanistan. But after that, he wasn't for any of that. He was one of the most outspoken people about you're destabilizing the Middle East. This is stupid. This is bad. What are we doing? Time to end the war. Bring the guys home. So let's be very clear. Donald Trump is not itching for a fight. Donald Trump is not a warmonger. Now, you could say that the people around Donald Trump, well, they're warmongers. I'm Michael Barbaro, and I want to talk to you about warmongering. Well, that has to you have to take a very cynical view of people like uh, John Bolton. John Bolton, who I would consider a friend. Uh, John Bolton, who is a guy who I have talked to many, 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 many times. I agree with him probably 90% of the time, full disclosure, because I think he is a truth teller. He is a guy who doesn't put up with garbage. He's very much Ronald Reagan. They're lying to you. Trust but verify. Let's not be dopes here. Now, 20 years ago, when John Bolton and I first started talking, 
you could say that he might have been more warmongering when it came to Iran than he is right now. Because just like North Korea, if they get the bomb, they are going to be on the world stage, whether you like it or not. And is the minute they have that, they will do exactly what North Korea is doing. And that is whatever the hell they want. Now, the Obama administration emboldened them. Trump knew that this was a bad deal. So he rejected that deal, pulled it off the table, because that's the only way that you can stop Iran. You either have to do military strikes and hope you don't destabilize the entire Middle East all over again. You either strike uh, and take them out and have regime change through a military action, which I think we've had 20 years now of going, that doesn't always work out so well. Or you encourage and you kind of do what Ronald Reagan did with the Pope and Margaret Thatcher. Now, let's just let's go through this. These were two attacks on two tankers. That's what happened. Oil tankers were coming out into the straits right there by Iran. And they're coming out. They're two tankers from uh, two separate countries. Uh, Do you remember which ones they were, Stu? They were they were not enemies of ours. Um, and they this straight. Can you just look up where the tankers come from? Stuart? Wasn't it uh, Saudi stra- Arabia and Japan? Wasn't it? Was it Japan? It, it could be. Uh, just look it up mm-hmm. to, just to make sure. But mm-hmm. they're 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 um, they're Western. I know this. I mean, they do business with the West. So if it's Saudi Arabia, it's not a Western country, but they do business. Um providing us oil and providing Europe oil. So now what would be the motivation for the United States to blow up two tankers to pin it on Iran? Wow. That seems pretty dicey because if we got caught, I don't think that would work out well. And in today's world, you generally get caught. It would be an enormous conspiracy. So, New York Times and anybody else that wants to go down that maybe we were involved, which I haven't heard yet, but it is implied, I think, in reporting. This is kind of suspicious. Okay, all right, I'll take you at that. Now, the Pentagon uh, says that they have the evidence. Um, They can show it. They can show everything about it now. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. But let's just think logically. What would our motivation be? You would have to think, well, the United States is going to blow up the tankers. So that will hurt our allies because that will disrupt oil coming. Now, we've got lots of oil, so we could be fine. But Europe's not. Now, Donald Trump is a capitalist. He believes in making money. Hmm. He doesn't want to disrupt oil because that could collapse the economy of the United States if the economy of Europe also collapses. Boy, that's quite a stretch. I have to think this guy and those around him are absolute madmen. That there's no logic going on. Here's a group of people that say they're for the free market, but they're going to set up Iran by blowing up two tankers 
that will hurt Europe, especially if there's a war. Hmm. How's that going to work out for his election? Now, what is the motivation of Iran? Well, Iran is being squeezed hard by the United States, and they're collapsing. Now, if you wanted to do the uh, the Ronald Reagan, Pope, Margaret Thatcher thing, you need a Pope and Margaret Thatcher to show up. Can anyone point to anyone in Europe that has a spine to stand against the leading country of terrorism in Europe? Do, do you find a Thatcher? Do you find a Pope? For this to be effective, you have to get Europe off of the fence. Ah, Mr. Beck, that's why the United States is doing it. Yes, but again, you have to think that the people in our Pentagon and on our side are absolute madmen. I'm not willing to go there. I'm willing to be suspicious. I'm willing to say, well, let's look at the evidence. But I'm not willing to say that the people in our Pentagon, in the White House, and the president is so warmongering that he would do this. It, because it just doesn't, it won't work. It would not work. They need to send a message to Europe. We have you by the short hairs. We have you right where we want you. If you stand with them, we can disrupt your economy and your oil. That's why Europe didn't come out and say, no, Iran didn't do it. It's why nobody in Europe came out and said, yes, Iran did do it. What did they say? France and Germany came out and said, well, I think we should proceed with caution here. I, I'm not really sure if this is if if this is you know enough time to be able to really analyze if it was them. They didn't say it wasn't. They didn't say it was. Now, the press will say, well, see, this is how much trust is lost. No, that's not how much trust is lost. They know in Germany and in France that they are surrounded by people who are like-minded in their faith, who are terrorists, who would like to disrupt France and Germany, and they know any war with Iran will not go well internally. They also know any war with Iran, it will disrupt their economy. So what you have here is a bunch of people without a spine, or you could look at it positively and say, it's just a bunch of pragmatists. This won't work out well for us, so we're just going to play it here on the side. That is what Iran does not want to happen. The United States does not want this to happen either. Pick a side. There is no Margaret Thatcher and there is no Pope. But there appears to be a Reagan. Now, this Reagan has been saying, well, look at, uh, you know, there's an evil regime. <gasps> it's an evil regime. Yes, that when something happened, they blew our drone out of the sky two days ago. What was the president's response? Well, I'm going to let you hear that warmonger in 60 seconds. Stand up. Housing markets on fire all across America. Interest rates are falling. It's a great time to sell your home right now. And if you want to sell or buy, the competition is going to be fierce. And that's why you need a great real estate agent. 
You need somebody who is there to help you. If you're going to buy a house, you could be 10th in the line to buy that house. Do you have a real estate agent that knows how to uh, work the system, how to make the right offer to make sure that you get the house? There was a girl I found out about in, I think she was in Texas. She was a a client of realestateagentsitrust.com. And um, she wrote to us and said, hey, I'm, I'm buying a house and it's tough market in, in Texas. So real estate agents I trust for free just, you know, sent her the real estate agent because that's what we do. We found out afterwards that she literally was 10th in line for this house. The real estate agent knew exactly the sweet number and exactly how to do it. So she wasn't wrapped up in case the economy would fall apart. She's not in a loan that she can't afford. They thought of that part of it. Plus, what are we going to do? How are we going to come in with our offer? Because we know others are going to be offering. And 10 other people offered on this house, and she was the one that got it. That's the right real estate agent. And that's what realestateagentsitrust.com does for you. It's a free service. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, so, Glenn, we have the uh, countries of uh, origin here for these ships. There's been actually a total of six attacks um, kind of going back here. Uh, the four countries involved, uh, Japan, Norway, the UAE, and Saudi Arabia were the four victims of these attacks and that have been largely blamed on uh, Iran. Right. And I don't want to call those friends, all of those friends, two are friends and two are frenemies. Uh, but they do business uh, with us. You would, in this case, you would call them friends and not friends of Iran. So the United States would think that it'd have to get away with bombing or destroying tankers of those four countries. Get away with it. Now, that doesn't seem like something that we're we're itching to do, especially since the president has a long-standing record of let's not destabilize more. All right. So they blow down one of our uh, drones. And what is the president's first response? Listen. Iran made a big mistake. Uh, This drone was in international waters. Clearly, we have it all documented. It's documented scientifically, not just words. And they made a very bad mistake. How okay? will you respond, Mr. President? How will you respond? You'll find out. You'll find out. You'll find out. I mean, obviously, 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 you know, we're not going to be talking too much about it. You're going to find out. They made a very big mistake. Now, he went on in that press conference to talk about how he has a feeling. I have a gut feeling. And I could be wrong, but usually I'm right. Usually I'm right. Uh, that they just made a mistake, that this was somebody low level that just uh, made a mistake, made the wrong call, blew this out of the sky, freaked out, and uh, it was just a mistake. Now, we know that's not true because we have them screaming Allah Akbar uh, and the administration of Iran coming out and saying, you know, Allah Akbar, look what we've done to the great Satan. So we know that's not true. But the president was giving them an opportunity to say, hey, mistake. Now, is that what a warmonger does? 
Is that what a warmonger does? So to believe that Donald Trump is doing this because he wants war, what you have to believe is that our president is absolutely out of his mind and a warmonger and just wants death. Or if you look at his record, you'd say, okay, he's not. But the people around him are out of their mind and they just want death. They want war at any cost. And they're so stupid, they think they can attack the assets of four allies and get away with it. Or there's another option. The United States is just a Jewish pawn. Well, that sounds a, a little like Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders and everybody else, doesn't it? That's a, probably a really easy one if you believe in socialism. Yes, it's a Jewish conspiracy. But why would the president come out and say it's a mistake? Why would the president come out and order a strike and then come back and say, nope, cancel it? I think the most easy thing to uh, believe here is that the president means what he says when he doesn't want to destabilize the Middle East. And this is a way of sending a very, very strong message without actually lobbing a single missile. Isn't this what we should be hoping for? Could this be kind of dramatic strategy here? That the president is is coming out and saying, you know what? I got the guys at the Pentagon and uh, they want to do something and I want to do something. Nope, 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 nope. Last second. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't make me do this. I'm I'm in your corner because I think you made a mistake. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. This is a president who is signaling to our enemies. I got a twitchy eye. But he's also at the same time signaling to you he's not crazy and out of control and has some sort of Iranian bloodlust. That's what's happening in the Middle East today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. How are you? All right, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, Simply Safe. It's going to make your head explode. Burglars actually, were, when they were caught, they were asked, well, you know, why, why do you do this? And they actually said, we have a right to the nice things in uh, homes that are unprotected. Uh, you know, we deserve that stuff because this is an open invitation. If you don't have a burglar alarm, I mean, do you really deserve that? I think it's an open invitation for us to come and take it. That's actually what they said. That's nuts. That's nuts. But... That's why maybe we don't hang out with burglars because we don't really understand or see each other eye to eye. Simply Safe has an award-winning protection for fourteen ninety-nine a month. That's less than half of what the other guys charge. There are no long-term contracts. You'll never be locked into something. You can pay month to month without fear of any kind of financial issues where you're like, I gotta pay this thing. No, you don't. You own it, no contracts, no strings, and great, great protection. SimplySafeBeck.com. Go there now, get a free home security camera when you order. It's SimplySafeBeck.com. The museum is happening right here in the studios. Get to see the studios and check out the museum June 29th to July 7th. Go to MercuryOne.org to get your tickets. 
According to the FBI, the average loss in burglary is about $2,000 or just above. Now, that can be hard to recover from. Even so, only one in five have home security. And I think it's mainly because the security companies make it so hard to get security. But Simply Safe is different. Their system protects every door, every window, every room with 24-7 professional monitoring. With Simply Safe, there's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print. It's designed to blend right into your home without wires, without drilling. It's easy. Easy to order. It's easy to set up. You can usually do it in under an hour. And the system has won tons of awards from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Around the clock monitoring, $15 a month without a contract. If you go to simplysafe.com slash Glenn, you're going to get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. So get your free HD security camera now by going to simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Order today. Simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Simplysafe.com slash Slash Glenn. So the New York Times just started to report now that uh, the the word is the reason why this strike was called off is because Donald Trump uh, was notified that maybe 150 people could be killed in this strike as high as 150. And he didn't feel that that was equal to a drone. Um, he thought that was too high of a price, which kind of, again, hurts the left's warmonger kind of story. But everything hurts the left's warmonger story uh, on this. M- most importantly, Donald Trump's long lifetime record uh, against destabilizing the Middle East. Uh, it is my contention also that that is something that the Pentagon has been against for a very long time. Don't go into Iran. Don't go into Iran. It's why I said in 2004, the real target was not Saddam Hussein. The real target was the regime in Iran. We know who Iran is, and the idea was to put freedom on both sides. It didn't work, but to put freedom on both sides and then squeeze Iran from both sides and be able to pop the head of that snake because you do not want to go in and have a war. So... What's really happening? I think that's what's happening. I think the president is just trying to send the message to Iran. I'll go to war, but I really don't want to. Stop this right now. We brought Pat Gray in to get his opinion. And uh, also, I'd love to hear uh, some uh, commentary from Stu on this as well. Yes. Hi, Pat. Hi, hi, hi Glenn. Uh, I... I'm I'm kind of fascinated, um, as you guys mentioned at the beginning uh, of the hour, that we're hearing about this now. That um, you know, I can't recall a time where, uh, and maybe there has been one, but I can't remember a time where the next day we heard, yeah, there was going to be a strike yesterday, but they called it off, and so no, 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 it wasn't it was it was last night last that night. this broke, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I. It was almost immediate. Crazy. It's strange. I mean, there's so many open questions, I think, with it. I mean, it does definitely, to me, feel like a direct administration leak to say, hey, this is exactly this is what they want Iran to hear, which is Mm -hmm. we're you are this close to this line. Don't keep crossing it. Our president happens to be the guy who just is giving you a break here, but you better not keep crossing these lines. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, you know, kind of the foundation of this. Um, but it's it's interesting, I think, too, in that, you know, there's this sort of two sides of Trump and that like Trump obviously wants to portray strength. He, you know, he wants to he with many things. He gives the tough talk. 
He is a guy who wants to show you that he's in control, and if he has to, he'll wipe you off the map. At the same time, you're right, Glenn. I mean, you know, in most conflicts, going back as long as Trump has been in the public eye, he's been on the side of not doing them, right? I mean, in almost every circumstance, very, very briefly at the beginning of Iraq, he supported it, but then turned very quickly to one of the biggest critics uh, of of Iraq, Uh, you know. Uh, you know, he, Libya. I mean, even smaller. And I think conflicts. even in that one, he mm-hmm. said no first, and then he said yes. And that, are you talking about when when he was on when he was on Stern? Yeah, I think that was right? the first interview he did about Ira- mm-hmm. the Iraq yeah. war, and he said yeah. initially that he supported it, but then then I he mean, wasn't for it. Quickly. I, I actually can't remember if he was a, he was against it, then for it, then against it again. He does not like these things. Though. He, I mean, he doesn't. You know, it's one of the. No, it's, he doesn't. It's one of the ways he sort of breaks with the orthodoxy of the Republican Party over the past thirty and forty years, and it's one of the things he has not changed. I mean, he he has yeah. been consistent over that. You know, we talk His, about tariffs all the time. You know, Donald Trump loves to threaten tariffs, and he loves implementing tariffs. It's not like that yes, with he war. <laughs> he loves right. threatening yeah. war, but right. he does not like implementing it at all. I mean, he does not right. want to do this. He, I think that's a really good case. His whole life, he has been for tariffs. So, you know, he can say, look, I'm just threatening and I'm just using this as a bargaining chip. I'm not so sure. He, I'm not so sure we would see the end of these tariffs until the next president in 2024. Um, because the president does believe in tariffs. You're exactly right. He does not believe in war. He doesn't like it. He's the opposite of walk softly and carry a big stick. He's carry a big stick and walk and stomp your way into the room. Make sure everybody knows that you're there. But his history, if you look at Donald Trump, and my favorite example of Donald Trump is how he got the Trump Tower built on Fifth Avenue. Uh, and every time I tell this story, people are like, I, I had no idea. Donald Trump, if you want to understand how he negotiates and what's happening with Iran right now, is he went to his architects. He knew that the airspace of the building that he just bought on Fifth Avenue, he only had like three or five stories. And the airspace was owned by either Cartier or Tiffany. I think it was Tiffany. And and they owned over his building all of the airspace. So you not only have to buy land in New York, you have to buy the air above the land to be able to put a skyscraper up. Well, he wanted to put one up, and everybody said, well, Tiffany won't allow it. They don't want that. And he said, okay. And he talked to his architects, and he said, I want you to drop two buildings. I want you to drop the most beautiful, luxurious, gold-filled building anybody's ever seen. Then... I want you to draw up another building, the ugliest monstrosity in four stories you could ever possibly imagine. So he walks into a meeting with Tiffany's, and he rolls out the beautiful, luxurious, uh, right here on Fifth Avenue. It's going to be a beacon for the world, the Trump Tower. And Tiffany's listened to him and said, yeah, we're not doing that. You know we own the airspace. That's why I'm here. But I think you're going to be reasonable because this is a beautiful, luxurious, it's going to be a beacon for the whole world. Okay. Tiffany wasn't moved by that argument. He said right before he left, okay, I tell you what, if you don't sell that to me, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to build this building. And he rolls out this ugly monstrosity. And he looks at them in the eye and says, and I mean it, don't tempt me. I'll do it. I want to do it. Please make me do it. (laughs) And what happened? By the time he got back to the office, they had called and said, okay, build your big, huge tower. 
That's how Donald Trump negotiates. He never actually has to go to war. He negotiates in a way like, you don't want to do it, but I do. I really want to do it. Please make me do it. Oh, I'm crazy. I'll spend billions just to just to build a monstrosity. I'll do it. I want to do it. I want to bomb you, Iran. I want to. I want to. Oh, the Pentagon is begging me to do it. I want to do it. Don't make me do it, but I'll do it. I'll think about doing it right now. I might do it. I might do it before I get back to the White House. Please, I want to do it. I want to do it. Oh, make me do it. Would it be a beautiful, That's luxurious bombing? I think I think it would. I think it'd be a, yes. a beautiful, luxurious bombing. And listen uh, to listen to listen to what he's actually saying. Join mm-hmm. the nations. Join yeah. the world. Come mm-hmm. to the family of nations. Look, this is going to be wonderful. We'll all live together, and you'll be able to sell your oil, and we'll be fine, and it'll be wonderful. It's a big, beautiful thing, and we'll be known as the big, beautiful peacemakers for all time to come. <laughs> I want I want that. But sometimes I want to bomb you more than that. <laughs> oh, please make me bomb you. <laughs> And I, I think that's an effective <laughs> strategy in most circumstances, right? I mean, yeah. as long as people it, believe it, that you're twitchy enough yes. to actually follow through, you're, you know, yep. it, it works. Uh, you know, and that's what yep. they respond to. Yeah. In the uh, Middle East, that's what they, they seem to understand and respond to. Yes. They don't understand mm. peacemakers. No. They yeah. think that's a sign of weakness. But, I mean, this is pretty well publicized here. Here's a guy who's already pulled out of the Iran deal, right? Like Barack Obama, you know, crafted the, the Iran deal, right? Yes. So they already yes. know yes. this guy is twitchy. Yeah. Why are they yeah. testing like this? It is amazing to me. Like, for example, like this this drone which is $130 million in cost that we lost, $130 million drone, um, was specifically designed to be able to avoid surface-to-air missiles. So how exactly does Iran have the technology to be able to knock one of these things out of the sky? I think that's a really interesting open question. Russia. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, is their technology more impressive uh, than we think? Uh, and uh, you know, look, I, I don't know, I, maybe you're this... making me want to do it. I want to do it. So bad. <laughs> I do it. Let me push the button. They tell me not to push the button. I want to push the button. Uh, we maybe should spend time on this next week, Glenn. And that, like, you know, the, the the idea of war with Iran is not the idea of war with you know a few missiles into Syria. It's not a few missiles into Libya. It's not. Uh, it's not even Iraq. Like this is this is a. This it's is, not a. This is the, it's not us, but it's a relatively this, advanced yeah. military that could give us serious mm-hmm. problems. Oh, I don't even think that I'm I'm I I agree with you, but that's not what concerns me. What concerns me most is the the power of the terrorist network that Iran has that they mm. would employ all throughout Europe, the power that they have in the uh, in the in the uh, strait to be able to really dramatically uh uh shift uh, resources and to stop resources from going into our allies of oil. And the biggest thing is they have an ally, and that ally is a big Russian bear who I also mm-hmm. want to destroy. But I love him. I love mm-hmm. him. He's great, but I'd like to destroy him. Please let me destroy him. <laughs> I mean, it is, I believe that Iran could be the key to um, the uh, next global war. That Iran could be the one that that is the house that you have to topple over, and then we go into World War Three. I do know that scriptures tell us that when the bear and the uh, and Iran 
sign a treaty together, which they already have, and become allies, that 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 is that is the Armageddon uh, team. That's Gog and Magog. I say we stay away from Gog and Magog. I'd like to stay mm-hmm. away from that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's not a good thing. I think that's not a good thing. But then again, I kind of like Gog and Magog. I'd like to see him come together. It's like the gatekeeper and the key master. Oh, yeah. Make me. Let them come together. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, let's uh, stop for a quick break and tell you about X chair. First thing you do when you get into a car is you adjust the seat. Most cars. Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Okay. Well, let me tell you about Blinds.com. Sorry about that. I want to tell you about X chair, too. Oh, yeah. Make me, t- make me tell you about the chair. Blinds.com. They are a company that was started, an internet company that was started selling blinds online in the 90s. Let me just remind you of this. Beep, boop, you gotta be an old time guy to remember that. I remember when it took an hour to download a picture. Moving pictures never. This is amazing. Now imagine starting an internet company where you're like, I want to show people drapes and curtains. I, I want to. I want to show them blinds and shutters and and uh, and we'll sell them online because that's where everybody's going to be. That was insane. But the president, who was the father of this family said to his son, you know what, I think you're on to something that does sound like the future, but if we're going to do that, we have to make sure that we get free samples out. We have to make sure it's really super easy because nobody's going to do the beep, boop, over and over and over again. And we have to make sure that we guarantee it. If it's not right, we'll take care of it. They did. That's why they're the number one online sales uh, now for custom window coverings, blinds, uh, shutters, drapes, whatever it is that you want for your uh, your windows. Blinds.com has it. And right now they have a huge semi-annual sale where you'll save set. Uh, sorry, 40 percent on customer favorites plus an extra 20 bucks off with promo code Beck. Save 40% on customer favorites, plus another 20% off the top if you use the promo code Beck at blinds.com. Promo code Beck, blinds.com. Rules and restrictions do apply. All right, Bill O'Reilly's coming up in uh, just a second. I got to warn you, they found ways to... Man, it's it's just the big... Uh, cereal companies <laughs> that want your children to die of cancer. Ah, and yes. They found another way for for to get that cancer into your kids. Yeah, if you saw sugar cereal, if you saw these headlines, uh, Honey Nut Cheerios is going to give your kids cancer. Uh, basically, is almost mm. you know a study found that if you they found dangerous levels of glyphosate in in these cereals. Glyphosate, the thing that's in yeah, Roundup. but it makes your heart healthy. Right, it makes makes your heart healthy. Whatever, I don't so. care what the bee tells me. It's delicious, and I'm eating it. <laughs> Uh, whether it gives me right. cancer or not, I'm still going for it. But so I decided to look into the actual details of the study, which is just, it's absurd. Yeah. So first of all, it comes from this like left-wing environmental group. Um, and it is a not, shockingly, not peer-reviewed. I thought peer-reviewed science was the only way to do science. Not peer-reviewed. Mm. They did not release their data. They did not release their methods. They're just telling everyone that we found this and we swear it's true. So you have to, first of all, take the I, you know face value, this environmental group that's against uh against uh you know the you know roundup and glyphosate and everything to believe that but for, let's just take them at their word for a minute just for the you know, for the thought experiment here how do they figure out what is toxic when it comes to levels of chemicals 
we all know that everything has a toxic level, including water, right? Like you drink too much water, mm-hmm. you will eventually die. So mm-hmm. there's a toxic level of mm-hmm. everything. So how do they do this with something like glyphosate? What they did is they first go to a species that's much more likely to get cancer than us, which is uh, mice. And then they just load these things up. I mean, they load these mice up with mice to see if they can figure out what the toxic level is. So they take the absolute minimum level that may cause harm. It's about 140,000 milligrams a day. Then, because they want to adjust it for children, they lower that number by about 80%. Okay, so now you're at 30,000 milligrams a day. Then they divide it by 10 because they want to make sure that we're super safe. Okay, so now we're at 3,000 milligrams a day. Then for safety, to figure out the minimum level, they, mul- they divide it by 100. So now we're at 30 milligrams a day. Okay. <laughs> Wait, this is, what? This is how they figure out the level. This is how the EPA figures out the level of what's okay for you to have. So it's way less than the absolute minimum that they would give to mice and it would cause any issues. Then California does what California does. They take the EPA standard and they lower that standard by 97%. Okay, so now we're at 1.1 milligrams per day you're allowed to have by this. So how would you... So I could have 1.1 in California, I could have Mm -hmm. 1.1 milligram of of, uh, weed killer. Right, a day, and it'd be completely fine. So how much would you have to eat cereal-wise to get to 1.1 milligrams a day? You would have to have 80 bowls a day, every day for 80 years, and that would give you a 1 in 10,000 chance of having harm against you. Oh my gosh, I've never even thought of General Mills or, you know, Tony the Tiger's attorneys, but I hope they have big attorneys and they go after this crazy environmental group. Yeah, well, Tony Meantime, the Tiger actually is an attorney. Fruit Loops. You didn't know that? He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he that's did his have background a is legal. I think he did. Yeah. yeah, that's right. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm Hillary, that's your four minute buzz, and now here's Glenn and Stu with the next hour of the show. Thanks so much, Hillary. Uh, welcome to the uh, program. I want to tell you about a cruise that we're going on. What is the... It's the food, isn't it? That's the only thing that got you onto this cruise, Stu. Uh, well, I did hear that you stacked it with lots of really smart people, so I feel like my re- actual responsibility no. on the cruise is going to be low. So like you're, they're going to be going yeah. over there. Yeah, like, oh, right. you guys talking about history, and I can be at the bar, or I can be at the Italian yeah, food place. Yeah, but you never go to these things. You've never been no. to the Middle East because you're like, I'm not going no, there. I'm not I going there. You like this one as a never, once in a lifetime. You don't like leaving... I do really think this is once in a lifetime thing. I'm going to bring my kids to it. I mean, my you know, my kids are you know learn about Israel all the time. They go to like a Christian school and are, are going to be very fascinated by this. And I feel like I'm yeah. never going to bring them. <laughs> so this thing, yeah, this no. is an amazing trip, and it's it's going to you know Greece and and, and Venice and I mean, Croatia and Israel. I mean, it's going to be incredible. I mean, Venice. Greece, you know, still up atop of a hill of that mountain, so we got the Mediterranean really has to go through a lot of global warming. But Venice, <laughs> it could be submerged with global warming in 10 minutes, so <laughs> this may be the last time you get to see that. Uh, it's truly an amazing once-in-a-lifetime cruise. I'll be there. Stu will be there. Bill O'Reilly, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin. We're going to give you a tour of the uh, Mediterranean. Unlike uh, anything you can possibly ever buy again, it's comesailaway.com. Come Join us next spring. Come sailaway.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Hey, 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 hey. 
The media just says that our crazy president, he just wants war. Oh, I want to do it. Please make me do it. Yes, I want to push that button. But what really happened last night? He gave the go-ahead to go after the missile system of uh, Iran and then found out that it could cost as many as 150 Iranian lives and said, I want to do it. I want to do it, but I shouldn't do it. Oh, make me do it, Iran. What really happened yesterday? And what should we be getting out of this? What does war with Iran even mean? We'll go to Bill O'Reilly in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're a regular listener, you know that I support the United States Concealed Carry Association. Uh, you know that I'm a, a concealed carry weapon uh, owner. I I carry a weapon with me, and I... I like being up at the ranch because I can open up my front door and go to my porch and shoot my gun off and try to hit some targets. Yeah, all I need is a refrigerator on the front porch and I'm there. Uh, Anyway, the United States Concealed Carry Association, the USCCA, would love to introduce themselves to you, but they thought they would do it in a really kind of unique and different way. Take some balls to do, and I love it. Text Glenn to 87222. Text Glenn to 87222, and uh, you could win a new gun by midnight tonight. Could be an AR. Could be a SIG. Um, could be Beretta. I don't I don't even know. Beretta. Does the bird come? <laughs> that is so funny. It's, it's like his old TV show called Beretta, and he had a bird. Anyway, uh, text Glenn to 87222, 87222, to reveal the gun that you could take home today. Get your free entry now to win. Again, it ends at midnight tonight. Text Glenn to the number 87222 and get entered to win your free gun from the USCCA right now. Oh, yeah. Looks like we're traveling a little uptown conversation with one of the cool cats, one of the real swingers of Manhattan. Yes, it's Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Hello, Bill. How are you? Yeah, that's me, Beck. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, that's you. You are just, yeah, I remember, uh, when remember I think of, you know, well, not personally, but uh, uh, I know, you, I'm. you know, you were 70 when the Beatniks were. Uh, yeah, me and Maynard G. Krebs. You remember Maynard G. Yeah. Krebs? I know the name, and I don't know why. Dobie Gillis. Dobie Gillis, that's right. Yeah, still before my time, Bill. the of all time. Work. No. Uh, all right, you want to talk about Iran, no. right? Yeah, either that or you're going to end up with Fibber McGee's closet. So, yes, I'm going to go to <laughs> we Iran. Can, yeah, we can ruminate about uh, 50 sitcoms. Um, first of all, you know, you, you and everyone else are making the fundamental mistake of believing the New York Times. And I mean, I sit here and I'm just amazed that the the whole country. So the New York Times, once again, uh, comes out with anonymous sources and says, oh, uh, Trump is going to blow the hell out of them. But then at the last minute, he decided he wasn't. And everybody came home. Okay, that might be true. But there's just a good possibility that it isn't true. Because the authors of the article have been wrong um, 95% of the time in the past, what they've written. So 
I say to myself, they had. I will tell you this, Bill. They did because I looked for the writers of this article, and I thought, okay, yeah. which writer is it? Um, but they did. Now, again, just because there's more people that are usually wrong doesn't make it right. But there were about ten authors of this uh, article. Oh, they seem to have Come this. On. Come on, what are, you, are you telling me there's ten reporters talking to the same person? Or no, here's what I'm. Here's what I'm. Stories? Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I don't believe the New York Times because it's the New York Times, and I don't believe the administration because it's the administration. I will look at the facts on the ground, and this, uh, to me, makes sense, and it actually works in Donald Trump's favor. Okay, but... Now, not if I just, not if I I just take the New York analysis, Times, but... But the analysis is based on your gut feeling and your frame of reference from what's happened in the past. So that's what you should tell your listeners that, look, this is what I think happened based upon what I know about the Trump administration. But all morning long, I mean, you empower an organization that has been no, no. absolutely dishonest. No. And it's no, last last out. No, no. Last hour. That's exactly what I did. I'm nope. sorry, in my introduction to you, I didn't do the yeah, hour. Yeah, I mean, monologue, I was like, just it. <laughs> I'm listening, and I'm going, that can't be, can't be giving these people any kind of validity. So I think the key question for all Americans is this. What do we want to do about Iran? We as a country, we the people. All right, so you have to start there. What do you want to do about them? So we have that same we, question can, with uh, North Korea and, to some right. extent, China. So, okay. okay. Trump doesn't really want to do anything with them. He'd like them to go away, all right? But he doesn't want to get involved because that's not going to help him. All right? If you here's read where the, Victor he, Davis, go ahead, go ahead. Here's where, here's where the media is really doing a disservice to America um, because they, they continue to try to make him into a hate monger and a warmonger. He is the exact opposite. No, I don't know that. of him. He right. never has wanted that. He, he hates that. He, and, and one of the things that uh, Trump, uh, I get into in the, in the uh, upcoming book, is why. And I'm not going to get into it mm-hmm. now because it's not important for today's conversation. But there's a reason that Trump does not want to have a uh, confrontation in the Middle East that involves U.S. military. However, he's going to have to deal with Iran, whether he likes it or not. You're going to have to deal with it. Now, if you think back to the way Bush the Younger dealt with Iraq, he lost control of it. So that's a lesson for all Americans. Bush the Younger lost control of it. All right? Lyndon Johnson lost control of it in Vietnam. Correct. Correct. It's easy to lose control. Easy. Correct. All and right? Trump knows this. By the way, I have some breaking news, Bill. Uh, Trump yes. just confirmed the reporting is accurate. On that he pulled back. Did he give yes. any... Did he say... What he pulled back? Yeah, so I have the I have uh, the uh, the quote here. Yeah, what does it say? What does it say? It says Monday. They, this is a quote from uh, Donald Trump on Twitter. He tweeted this on Monday. They shot down an unmanned drone flying in international waters. We were cocked and loaded to retaliate last night on three different sites. When I asked how many will die, 150 people, sir, was the answer from a general. Ten minutes before the strike, I stopped it. 
because it was not proportionate to shooting down an unmanned drone. Okay, I that, think that, that makes, makes him sense, look so great. There wasn't anybody in the air. The decision uh, that he made was based upon how many civilians or people around the sites would die. That makes which sense. The New York Times, that's not, that's which the New, not what Times, the New York Times reported. Yes, yes, not it is. What that's Times what they. Reported. Well, no, they. I, they. It was not it in is. the initial story. They did. Uh, you know, they've reported on it since, but it was not in the initial story. Right, so, yeah, right. they, 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 they had that by this morning. Um, no, and I think if you I know, saw, I saw what the New York Times was, and and the theme of their story was an indecisive president who was afraid. Yeah, that's, that's because they don't they, know they they have that story. That's was because all about. they're you're and you're exactly right, and that is yep. what I've been saying all day today. This is a guy who doesn't like war, but he he will go to war if he has to. But he doesn't want to. The worst thing you can do is go to war with Iraq. Uh, the people in his administration also know that. The Pentagon has been saying that for 30 years. It's why I think George Bush went to Iraq instead of Iran, because Iran is the real problem in the Middle East, that in Saudi Arabia. But you can't go to war with them. So Bush's okay. theory was so, so put freedom on both sides and pop the head of the snake. For the purposes of helping the American people, which I know you and Stu desperately want to do mm -hmm. every second you're on the air. It's true. All right? Mm -hmm. So let's get back to what do you want to do? Because that's where you start when you develop a policy. Now, my opinion is you have to get that government out. Have to. But you can't do so, it militarily at this right. point. Because so, the world Bill, will I not said support this you. Correct. Right. And I said this last hour, I believe that Donald Trump would like to do uh, what Reagan did to the Soviet Union. But what Reagan did to the Soviet Union required a Thatcher and a pope. Tell me well, who in the world is a Thatcher or a pope. Right. But here's what you can do. Uh, and this is not that difficult. So Iran is a troubled country because it's a currency is. Uh, disappearing, almost like Venezuela. So, that, so when you're, if you're in Iran and you're holding their money, their money is becoming worthless. And uh, unemployment for the folks is very, very high, tough to make a living. Those are the two things that are happening because of the sanctions that the United States and other nations have imposed. So now, if I'm Trump, I say, all right, look, we've had enough. These people are dangerous, and they're trying to disrupt the world. So we're going to have total sanctions. No one buys. So the United States is going to do that. We hope NATO does it. We're asking NATO to do it. And if any NATO country continues to trade with Iran on any basis, we will take note of that. We're asking China and Russia to do it. We know they won't. But we're asking every decent country in the world, no trade with Iran at all. Nothing. Now, you're going to get maybe 65, 70% compliance on that because you can put a hurt on the NATO countries if they don't cooperate. And that's going to be enough, I think, after a year or maybe 18 months to get these mullahs out. I think that the people in uh, the Persians would, uh, would uh, Iran is Persia. So the Persian people would rise up and throw them out because they're not going to have anything to eat. It's going to be like Venezuela. 
All right. So let me play devil's advocate on that, because, Bill, I think that's the only logical thing that we have yeah. left to do. Um, but let me play devil's advocate. Let me play the New York Times, which may not be the advocate, maybe the devil themselves. I'm not sure. Uh, when we come back in one minute. All right. X chair. First thing you do when you get into a new car is you you adjust the chair, right? You adjust your seat. If your seat doesn't have at least 10 different ways to adjust it, you're not in, well, I don't even know a luxury car that has 10 different adjustments, but you're certainly not in an X chair. An X chair has 10 different adjustments that you can change. So you are sitting exactly the way you want to sit. It's, it's really amazing, really, truly amazing. And sometimes, you know, the chair change, you change and you don't, you're like, I don't like it that way right now. I, you know, I want to sit on the edge of it or whatever. You can change it in so many different ways that it really adapts to exactly how you feel at the moment. Get $100 off right now and try it. Just try it for 30 days. If it's not everything I say it is, then ship it back. Not a problem. XChairBeck.com. Full money-back guarantee and $100 off at XChairBeck.com. That's 844-4X-Chair. Whether you're at home or you have an office chair you need to replace at home or in the office, call 844-4X-Chair. Use the promo code XWheels and you're going to get the brand new... You know, it's like, mm, and German engineering on the wheels. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, get the new X wheels for free. All you have to do is use the promo code X wheels at xchairbeck.com. 10 seconds, station ideal. Uh, ID. All right, I'm going to be really pissed if we go to war on a Friday. We, we cannot go to war on a Friday because, uh, I mean, it'll wreck my weekend. It will really wreck my weekend. Anyway, so let me play devil's advocate. And I actually heard this today from the New York Times. I'm listening to Michael Barbaro and, uh, uh, and the New York Times, uh, The Daily. And they're, they're actually saying, you know, these sanctions, they're making Iraq or Iran more dangerous because uh, the tighter the sanctions, they have nothing else they can do. And I thought, gee, that's like saying, you know, when you discipline your children or you want your children to behave a certain way and you take away their phone, well, you're, you're causing them to be more rebellious. No, what are you supposed to do with a group of people that won't do it? So the press will say, and many on the left will say, this is going to make things worse. Total sanctions, it, it will trap this lion in a cage, and the only way to get out is with its claws. Well, that's the John Kerry philosophy. That's what the yes. Obama administration did. So, well, look, we'll, yes. give, uh, we'll buy them off. We'll give them all these billions of dollars that we froze and hand them that money, which they did in cash. Um, and we'll give them we a didn't deal. have any problems with them, did we? We didn't have any yeah, problems with that. Remember, I'm years. the New York Times. Well, well come on. A couple of years we of We didn't have any problems with them? This is what I mean about the, the, the New York Times and the false reporting and, and, and failure to search for the truth. Everybody knows that Iran and the Revolutionary Guard um, has uh, been behind the Syrian stuff. 
has been behind the uh, Saudi Arabian stuff with uh, mm-hmm. uh, the terrorism that's going on down there in the south of, of the peninsula, uh, been yeah. behind the Yemen, uh, trying to Somalia. undermine the Iraq government. Um, these mm-hmm. people, all they do. They don't do anything else yes. but try to foster terrorism in the Middle East. Everybody knows right. that. So all of that is just garbage. Um, you know, you can do the Neville Chamberlain approach and appease, appease, appease. Um, I think the United States has been very reticent and not uh, aggressive enough in Iran. I would have done this this total sanction things I suggested a long time ago, because you're yeah, going to have to confront them. One, yeah, you're going to yeah. have to do it. It's going to yes. have to come. So and once, do it and now. once they do get a nuke, once they do become North Korea, God forbid, then you're then then you have no good options left. You have well, absolutely no good options. They, they employ Hezbollah. Hezbollah is Iran. All right, so, so mm-hmm. Hezbollah basically can take whatever nuclear weapon they have, whether it's uh, a thimble or uh, a full-blown, and do whatever they want with it. So, I mean, this is, this is a terrorist state. You, the Mullahs are a terrorist state. It's not a rational government. So the New York Times knows that, but won't ever say it. Because if they said it, that would then make President Obama look bad. And that's so what do you say, there. Bill? What do you say to the people? Because I got this when I worked at CNN and it, it was like, are you people insane? Are you out of your mind? They actually said uh, to me that, you know, the the mullahs don't actually believe in all the religious garbage. They're just saying that to appease their people. And they would never really actually use a nuke in in um, in israel etc etc i tend to take uh radical crazy religious people at their word if they say they're going to do something because god told them to usually they mean it do you believe yeah, i mean that did the they Mullahs... miss 9 11 or were they not yeah, here on, on vacation right um right. look there's no there are two people you can't reason with Stu. And no, that's a joke. Right. I'm glad I made a list. Two, at people least. You, two people you can't reason with ideological, political zealots, whether they're left or right, no reasoning with them. All right. They're, they're whatever mental thing is going on up there, you're not going to get through. Right. And people who are consumed with hatred. Now, there's where you got the Mullers. Now, I don't know what the Mullers believe, what they don't believe. I don't know what they're doing. I don't care. I know they hate us. They hate everything that America is. Freedom, secular, capitalist, whatever we are, they hate us. And that's, that's what it is. And you're not going to change it. So why bother even discussing it? I don't even have discussions like that. You either... Get a strategy to deal with Iran, or you don't. I'm hoping President Trump and his administration can come up with one. So right now, I don't you know, know what their know. strategy is. I'd like to know what it is. Go ahead. You you know John Bolton, right? Personally, yes. yes. Okay, I do too. I like John Bolton. I think he is cut from the same cloth of Reagan. He's not a crazy man. He's not a warmonger, but he doesn't believe in fooling around with evil. Um, no, he's Cheney. Uh, yeah, um, that's the problem. 
So, so uh, the ambassador is Cheney. They're the same mindset. And their mindset is use American power when it's necessary. And don't, don't compromise and don't elongate it. But Bolton, right. when he's it's, not going to win necessary. this. Yeah, when it's necessary. So you think he it, believes that Iran's right. an evil nation has got to be taken off the, off the map. Uh, not right. literally. You don't have to kill them all, but it has yeah. to be overthrown. That's a Bolton belief. The regime, yeah. yeah. And, but the, do you believe that he's only willing to do that through bloodshed, or do you think he's, uh, no, he's willing I, I don't for know. tough sanctions and everything else? But, I mean, he's in those discussions, so everybody right. uh, in the Trump administration knows what his strategy is. See, I, again, I would like to know what, what the president's strategy is toward Iran. Are you going to try to overthrow them? Or, you know, I know you don't want to say that because that could make uh, things worse. But you've got to basically define, look, um, we have this terrorist state causing a lot of trouble. We believe it can't continue. That's all. You know, so then the message goes out, okay, something's going to happen. You don't have to tell them what it is. But right now, uh, we don't even know if something's going to happen. All right, so isn't that exactly, though, what Ronald Reagan did? He called them an evil empire, and it can't last, and it won't last. Um, but he still was in negotiations with them. He still uh, was friendly towards Gorbachev, etc., etc. I'll get your response when we come back. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. You know, there's a very few things that can change your day and just wreck your day. Uh, phone call from the school where your kids are going saying your kid is in detention. You're like, oh, my God, that that wrecks your day. Another one is just your check engine light going off. Now, it doesn't necessarily wreck your day because you're thinking oh, it's it's probably just some, 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 something small. And right. It's probably that. Uh, but once you get to the mechanic and that check engine light or something goes wrong, you know you don't have the 500 bucks to fix it. Nobody has. Nobody, nobody is sitting around with an extra five or $600,000 that you're like, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to sink this into my car, which I shouldn't have to sink into it. It should work, but well, something happened. Car Shield is your friend. Car Shield. They will give you the coverage if your car is uh, 150 to 150,000 miles on it uh, and you're out of warranty. Get the extended coverage you need now at 800 Car 6000. They've pulled my butt out of the out of the fire several times. CarShield.com. Use the promo code Beck and save 10%. As one of the few people on earth you can't reason with, let me recommend blazetv.com slash Glenn and BillOReilly.com, two wonderful subscriptions you can buy today. We're with uh, the one and the only Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Um, we're talking about uh, war with uh, Iran uh, and, you know, bad idea. Uh, and I don't think the White House wants it. I don't think the Pentagon wants it. I don't think anybody wants that. Um, the ones who really do kind of want some of it, uh, at least to uh, stir everybody up, I think is Iran. That's, you know, they go after four oil tankers 
And the reason why France and Germany said nothing about it, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this, Bill, they, we came out and said, yes, we have the evidence that it is Iran. Uh, the, the foreign minister of both France and Germany came out and said, well, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's a little too early to tell. They're just afraid <laughs> of, of Iran uh, causing economic disruption for them. So, yeah. of course, that's what they're going to say. Of course. I'm going to Germany next week. Uh, I'm going to wise up Merkel. I'm going to, you know, actually. No, uh, yeah. Okay. I am actually going to go. Yeah. I'm going to Berlin, and I'm uh, meeting some very high-level people over there. Um, okay. And you're right, absolutely right. I mean, they don't want business to be interrupted. That's always the way it's been. Always the way it's right. been. Um, and the American people don't want business interrupted either. It is Trump. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think Donald Trump is kind of the same... Right. This would be the worst thing that could happen for Donald so Trump is war the with sanctions Iran. on him and and tell everybody to cooperate or, uh, you know, we won't buy their stuff. So that's the way to, to do it in the short term. And then long term, you got to figure out what your strategy is going to take a little while. But you, you mentioned before the break Reagan. Reagan was obsessed with the Soviet Union, obsessed. And if you read Killing Reagan, I know you read it twice, Beck, um, it, it goes all the way back to his Hollywood days, to Ronald Reagan's Hollywood days, when he was one of the guys who actually informed on the communists in Hollywood. Reagan was actually an informer. That. And um, he was so angry that he was exposed in that area that he said, look, I did what I thought I was right back in Hollywood because these people are off the chart evil. So it was personal for Reagan to get the Soviet Union. And that's what that was all about. All right, Bill, let's uh, change the subject. Let's go through a couple of other things quickly. First of all, you just mentioned Angela Merkel. I wasn't going to bring this up, but did you see the video of her shaking? Do you believe that was just a dehydration? Yeah, but what people don't know about that is that right before that video was taken, she was listening to Chubby Checker, the twist. And that's what that was all about, Beck. Really? Really? Are yeah, we going to make some dancing. Glenn Miller jokes, too, later? Then... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, what okay. do you, think? You, you think your audience is like 18? Is that what you think to be here? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I, no, I don't. I just like, I just like making joke. you feel old. I know, I know, I know. I just like to make you feel old. Um, you can't, all right, because let's go to... stand... Look, on this cruise, people are going to see me standing right next to you, Beck. All right, and they're going to, gee, I didn't know yes. O'Reilly was 10 years old, yeah. uh, uh, younger than Beck. I didn't know that. <laughs> they're going to see you with their own eyes. All right, right. I'm going right. to get right to the chase. The far left thing that, that, um, that Trump did on Tuesday night is very important for this country and for Trump. But I don't care about Trump. I'm not rooting for whatever. I'm, I'm got to watch them all, as you know. You're talking but, about his rally. Yes. He goes okay. over the most of total waste of time. We got it. You won. All right? We don't need to hear it 55 <laughs> I know, I know, I know. more times. Okay. I know, I know. Then he segues into what I've been doing on BillOReilly.com for a month. You've got to define, all right, the danger from Cory Booker and from Bernie Sanders and from Kamala Harris and the whole crew. You've got to define it so Americans know this is a dangerous operation this far left business and then he started to do it trump with the kavanaugh stuff and and then he got in but he didn't do it enough this is the lead beside the economy 
This is the lead. Here's what's going on that everybody should know. This far-left cabal has hundreds of millions of dollars at its disposal. Okay, mm-hmm. number one. And it's and not as big as you think. It's just well-funded f- uh, and well-directed. And organized. All yes. right, they're on social media. There's five or six organizations, and they have hundreds of millions of dollars that spread their propaganda. What they're trying to do is to convince young Americans and minorities that you live in an evil country. America's mm-hmm. evil. Not Iran, mm-hmm. not Russia, mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. That is the goal. Convince gullible, naive, ill-informed people that they are living in an evil country. And therefore, that's what reparations is all about. That's what uh, social justice is all about. That's what let everybody out of prison is all about. That's let the homeless overrun cities is all about. It's all America is evil, evil, evil. If you can get that mindset established, if you can get enough Americans believing that garbage, then you can overthrow traditional America. So now here's the thing, Bill. That's what is going on here. Correct. Now, you not only are trying to do that, um, but as a side benefit, you also will um, discredit everything so much that the average person who is not into all of this and just wants to do their job, they just become sick of it. And so they're not paying attention and they don't know they don't want to pick a side because they don't want to be like that. And so the people who have the most to lose don't stand up uh, because they're, they don't know what to do because they haven't really thought of it. Well, that's you know what I mean? their fault. They're just I'm tired not, of I'm it. Not feeling so, I'm not feeling sorry for the morons. I'm sorry. If you're a lazy no, I, person I, who all you want to do is play video games all day long and you don't know anything, that, I don't feel sorry for you. But so I don't either, is, but I will tell you, Bill, that I think that that is a uh, a hasty generalization of, of who I'm talking about. I think there are a lot of parents out there who are so struggling with everything else in their life, school. I mean, raising a kid. I got a 15-year-old kid. Well, you know your kids. Um, raising them in today's world is handful enough, and you think, I am just overwhelmed. You watch this stuff on TV. You don't feel, because this is the lie, you don't feel you can change anything. Two words. Buck up. This is important. Okay? agree. If you want your country, you know, my my slogan on BillOReilly.com is take your country back. Because this is the first time in history that you have had a radical movement that has been embraced and enabled by the media. You have never had that before in America. Never. Now, closest you closest you closest you came to that. I'm sorry, a satellite delay. Closest thing you came to that is probably FDR, where they were in bed with him, but they were not in bed with the riots on the streets. But it was a fundamental philosophical agreement with Franklin Roosevelt, not we hate our country. Correct. You've got to understand, the people like George Soros and these people hate the USA. 
They believed that Thomas Jefferson and George Washington were white supremacists. They believe that this country is built on the back of exploiting minorities. They believe so what you... it is wrong and immoral to stop anyone from coming here. Anyone. So this, what do you take from... will absolutely destroy this country in 20 years unless they're oh, well, checked. Take 20 years. Yeah, it won't take well, 20 it, years. I, 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 I bet we have another five left in this at this pace. But no, I, I don't think it's I, I hope I hope it's 20 years. OK, so Look, what do you take away elected. from. Trump wouldn't have been elected if it had tipped, if the point had tipped. All right. So it's the, the majority still love their country. But yes. if you're going to sit it out then you're going to lose your country. And yeah. I am so angry so Bill, about this because I see it better than anybody because I went through it. Go ahead. Bill, um, what do you take away from Chuck Todd having a a moment where he's saying what should not be courageous by any stretch? Why is it I can't critique Ocasio-Cortez? What she said was was wrong, was wrong, and we shouldn't be standing for it. What do you take away from the lesson that everyone on the left gave to him on shut your mouth and sit down? Listen, uh, this is it's it's even worse than Chuck Todd It's Biden. Biden can't even come out and say, you know what? I didn't like these uh, southern senators because I believe they were segregationists, but I work with them and we advanced the good of the country. Uh, He's a racist. Biden's got to apologize. Now, Ocasio-Cortez, if I handed her my book, Killing the SS, if I handed it to her and said, look, why don't you read this and find out what concentration camps really were? Because you're lying. You're not just misinformed. You're lying. There are no concentration camps on the southern border. And there never were. You're lying. Here's the proof. Read it. She would not read it. She would not do it. She doesn't care about it, the truth. She, want, she despises her country. She wants to tear the fabric of the country down. And this is So what do I'm you believe get. that, I know, but do you believe that uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, et cetera, et cetera, hate and despise our country and want to tear it no. down or are no, now afraid of this, of the left, that they are just, That's they're not going to do is. anything about it? They're intimidated yeah. because they don't want to be torn to pieces like O'Reilly was. And look, when they tore me to pieces two years ago, everybody got the message. All right? The corporation aren't going to back you. They're not going to back you. And you're going to get right. torn to pieces by the media that despises you. Well, everybody got it. Pelosi doesn't want people going looking around into her life. Shouldn't want that. Biden's. Ju- this is just beginning for Biden. They're going to try to tear his throat out. Okay, and this is what I'm saying. Biden's a white man. Just because he's a white man, he's not worthy to be president. Now you think so, I'm an extremist? Quick. You think I'm saying this is exactly no. what's happening? No, it is exactly. You are exactly right on this. Now, let, let me ask you this. Does this work to his advantage with the independents 
who are sick of all of this stuff when he says, I'm not apologizing for anything. Yes. Doesn't that work to his advantage? That was the first time he stood up to them, by the way. All right? Yes, I know. Um, He stood up to them yesterday because I I know somebody told him to do it. And that helps him with the not crazy Democrats. Not all Democrats are, are crazy or hate their country. All right. I agree. This far left cabal is about 15 percent, but they mm-hmm. control the media and they've got unlimited funds. Yep. Yep. All right. Bill O'Reilly, been a fascinating uh, conversation with you today. Looking forward to it uh, next week. Have a safe trip with uh, Angela Merkel. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'll, we'll I'll talk to you, you on... before I leave and you can give me some tips uh, back. Yeah. And in the meantime, <laughs> yeah, I want everybody yeah. to go to BillOReilly.com for wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom. Hmm. Yeah. And it's found there. Are you having a guest host next week? No, no, no. It's me. Or? It's me. It's me. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that's an interesting <laughs> theory. Uh, Bill, the wise Bill man O'Reilly from, from Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> BillOReilly.com. Thank you very much, Bill. All right, guys. See you. You know, there's only two people in this business that have had big names that can take a punch, and it's Bill O'Reilly and Don Imus, and I love both of them for the same reason. Uh, just people can't take punches anymore, uh, and he can take them and give them back. I just love it. All right, let me tell you about Simply Safe. Um, Simply Safe is the best home security money can buy. I truly believe that. SimplySafeBeck.com is is not wired. You don't have the contracts. You're not locked in. You're not being, you know, t- financially raped. Let's be honest. You're paying three to five times more if you go to one of these, you know, wired security companies that are doing it the old style way. You're, 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 you're being financially raped. You own this system. It, uh, it's a fraction of the cost of the system itself. And then on top of it, it's $14.95 or 99 cents a month for the monitoring. That's unbelievable. It's simplysafebeck.com. No contracts. You're in control. State-of-the-art equipment. Keep your home and your family safe with simplysafebeck.com. You go there now, and you're going to get a free $100 HD camera to make sure you have HD pictures of the bad guy should, God forbid, they ever get into your house. It's simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. I'm so excited. Uh, next week, this time, we're opening up our uh, museum. Uh, this one is uh, really, really a, a risky museum for somebody in my position. It wouldn't be risky for somebody else, but somebody's going to come in and misconstrue and say something horrible about it, et cetera, et cetera, because it does talk about slavery. And uh, it's the name of this pop-up museum is 12 score and three years ago. Uh, a play on uh, four score and seven years ago that that uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln talked about. And it's the promise, the unfinished promise of of unity. What is slavery all about? Is this really about racism? Is it about black and white? Is it over? You know, we're we're now trying to discuss whether, you know, people like Abraham Lincoln or, or George Washington were bad or good. Well, is that what we should be doing, spending our time on that right now? Because history is not just in the past. History is being made by you today. This is a great museum. Uh, we've, we've spent a lot of time and, 
and uh, and we're putting some chips up on the table uh, of risk, and we we just want you to come and see it. Uh, call uh, for tickets at nine seven two four nine nine forty seven forty seven, or go to mercuryone.org and get your tickets. I'll be giving tours. David Barton will be giving tours. All kinds of people, uh, or you can just have a self guided tour. It runs until July seventh. It starts next Friday. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I'm Hillary. That's your four minute buzz. And now here's Glenn and Stu with our last hour of the show. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Hillary. I appreciate it. Uh, we're excited to uh, to have you listening today. Thank you for joining the Blaze. I want to remind you <clears throat> and thank realestateagentsitrust.com, which is, I guess, thanking me for putting money into this program, too. Wait a minute. This isn't working out for me. I've just figured this out. Anyway, uh, realestateagentsitrust.com is a company that I started really with my brother i mean he's not really my brother but we grew up together and he lived with us you know during my high school years so he's kind of my brother um robert is is one of the he was born to serve he really was he was a guy he's a guy that um is just the most helpful caring guy i think i know uh and he's always been like that and so when we were trying to sell our house and he was trying to sell his we were like this is horrible how do you find a great real estate agent? That's what this is. This is a service company that you don't have to pay for. The real estate agent uh, actually joins us, and you know they're, we make our money through the real estate agent. You are the person that we want to serve. And so go to realestateagentsitrust.com, and we will help you find the right person that will serve you to sell or buy your next house. realestateagentsitrust.com. Is there a scattered shower of journalism or is ABC only covering this because they want to knock Joe Biden out? Either way, I'll take it. Joe Biden and ABC exposing his son and Joe Biden to all of the really nasty connections with Ukraine and China. Sure, they're a little late to the table, but I'll take it. We go there next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu? Yes? I mean, don't be so excited where you just jump right in and you're excited about things. Mm, well, I'm, I'm sure what you're about I to tell me you, is going to be amazing. I can cut you from this cruise at any time. I don't think that's true. You've mentioned it to, uh, I mean, I would assume 90 to 95% of people who have booked the cruise so far are there for me. So you would be screwing all of them. No, we just did a, no, we just did a poll. Nobody wants you to come. Really? Nobody wants you to come. This is a mercy thing for me. Wow. I can't believe, I can't believe that you're going to go to Israel with me. I mean, that's crazy. Will you be with me in Israel? I mean, with you on the same ship? Yes. Actually, like hanging out with you? No, absolutely not. Uh, that's that was not stipulated at all as part of this agreement. Uh, but I will be on the same ship, hopefully on the other side of it. Yeah, it's always safer to be with me. It's safer to be with me. And oh yeah, because you're not a target you at all. Go to, uh, so and you uh, and you and you want to go to Disney World with me too, because Disney doesn't ever want me there. They're like you cause people angst. They're standing in line. They're like, oh my gosh, that's Glenn Beck. Ick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they, they hide me. 
Uh, so you want to go to Disney with me because it's fantastic. I keep calling them going, you know who you don't want wandering around in your park? Me. But I'm thinking about going. <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, we could get you in and out of all the rides. You can be in and out of this entire park in a day. What do you say? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, the the cruise is going to be just remarkable. You don't have to take your wallet out ever for anything. No tips, nothing. It's all inclusive, including the airfare. It just takes you to beautiful Italy. I'm just saying. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna start uh, with our families. We're bringing our families. Um, and I hope you can you can figure out a way to bring yours as well. And we're going to start in Venice. Then we're going to uh, Croatia, which I've never had any never had any desire. But if you watch the Game of Thrones, it's where what is it? King's Landing uh, was before it was destroyed by the dragons. I hope they have rebuilt it. They better have rebuilt that place because it was beautiful. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, when you see that, you're like, oh my. Gosh, is that beautiful? That's we're going to stop there. We're going to go to Athens and to Israel. So it's going to be amazing. And Stu will be there. I know we'll discount the ticket for that. Uh, Stu will be there. David Barton will be there. I'll be there. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is going to be there. We're going to teach history uh, all the way along. And 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 really, you don't even have to come and and attend and do any of that. You can just sit at the bar and drink with Stu or eat your face off with well, Stu, me. Uh, <laughs> comesailaway.com that's comesailaway.com Okay, so I was going to talk about Joe Biden and ABC because I think this is really important, but it's Friday. And so I would much rather screw off just a little bit and tell you the new cancer scare. Yes, there's a new cancer scare. This is how bad this is how bad things are in a country where I'm like, hey, this will be fun. Let's talk about cancer. <laughs> uh, the new cancer scare now comes from this environmental group that says all the all the cereal, all the cereal we found Roundup in it. We found Roundup. Uh, okay, no, not the case. And we started going over this earlier with Stu, and I I want to take it a step further, but Stu. Bring us up to speed on what they're actually saying and how much is required for you to eat and for how long before you'd have a a minimum chance of getting cancer. Right, because they they found trace amounts in cereal. Now, we're going to use the highest levels they found, uh, which is Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, the evil bee... Is is spraying Roundup on your on your cereal for whatever reason, right. and right. Uh, that's what they want you to believe. And and so the idea here is, of course, to sort of vilify uh, Roundup and say that it's basically everywhere going to cause cancer. You've seen these um, these big awards that they have passed out to uh, to places all around the country, and this is this is what you do when you want to vilify some big company and get big awards. You know, you might try going to regulatory. You, know, you go to the government, you go to regulatory agencies, you go to scientists and try to get all this stuff proven. When they yeah. don't come up with it, you go no. to a jury and hope that they just feel really bad for the person who's sick. Correct. And then you, and so they, in California, they actually awarded $2 billion to a guy, a farmer, who they say uh, contracted cancer. Uh, because of Roundup. From Honey Nut Cheerios? Not from Honey Nut Cheerios, just from Roundup generally. Okay, because but of Roundup. There are big dollar signs here, right? And so now obviously is, no one's going to win $2 billion in reality, but there's a lot of money on the line. 
I want you to know, when you're talking to Stu about Roundup, this is a guy who's had a glass of Roundup mm-hmm. just to show you that it's, it's not bad. He's had a glass of fracking fluid. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I'm I'm really only staying in this business just to watch him <laughs> either explode or turn into a giant lung with cancer. I'm not sure what's going to happen to him. I'm trying to pitch uh, a new but, show where all I do is drink another ridiculous, uh, you know. I am I am this? all okay. for that. I'll produce. I'm executive producer. <laughs> I will fund that. I don't know that I, I trust it. you exactly on this one, um, but uh, so yeah. I mean, like I. I First of all, I will say I did drink Roundup and fracking fluid uh, to prove that they were safe. However, not delicious beverages. I will tell you that uh, you do not want to drink Roundup. It's not a good And you don't recommend it. And Stu has done a lot of homework on, Mm -hmm. you know, what the real minimums are. Now, explain on what they found in Honey Nut Cheerios and all other cereals, apparently. apparently. What they found and how they found it and the... And how they got to the minimum dose that you could have. Right. It's important to understand that every single thing that you ingest is toxic at some level. So there's nothing without risk, including water, right? So you can have, we've seen this happen how many times, people will have a water drinking contest and they die because there's a toxic level of water your body can't take a certain amount. That's everything on the planet is like that. So mm-hmm. what is the level here um, uh, that is the, what they try to do is calculate what is the absolute minimum amount you could have that would create any risk of cancer or other harms. Um, and the way they do this is, of course, not give it, you know, not, not overload individual people so they develop diseases because that would be completely unethical. What they do is, of course, go to uh, mice. Now, mice, of course, are very famous for uh, being much more likely to develop many types of cancer than humans. Um, which is somewhat why they use mice, right? They want to see if there's any risk they're going to catch it because it's going to happen to mice long before it happens to humans. So they right. went through... They'd rather err on the side of safety, exactly. but you have to take that into consideration now. They're erring, they're giving something to an animal that is prone to get cancer. Mm-hmm. So they err on the side of of safety. Yes. Okay. So, so there's the- your first. there's your first changing the dose... You know, because the dose is going to be a lot lower in a mouse than a human, but let's err on the safety side. Right. Got it. So they start off with what is the absolute minimum dose that they can they can find harm. And this product's been around for a very long time. They've tested it many, many times. Um, and the dosage is somewhere in the area of about 140,000 milligrams per day. Okay. That hey, is hang the. Hang on just a second. Mm-hmm. 140,000? 1,000 milligrams, milligrams per day of glyphosate. Okay. So. And that is for what the mice could have or what we could have. Right. This is the this is this is this is the minimum amount that could show the damage in the mice. Okay. Now that is an, okay. a, theoretically an adult mouse, right? So they they reduce that by okay. about eighty percent for safe levels for children. So the lowest so the lowest level uh, for they say safe for children is about thirty thousand milligrams per day. Now. They, what they do there, they don't say, okay, that's it. We can give them 30,000 milligrams a day. What they say is, okay, first of all, let's just divide that by 10 for safety, which they do, and get it down to about 3,000 milligrams per day. Then, wait, wait, wait. Wait, Ju- wait, wait. wait. Mm-hmm. Just for safety. Divide right. by 10. Well, you there's don't want to no come close to they... these lines, right? Like, there's not, there's not yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But we've already, we're already coming down because it's a mouse that has, is more mm-hmm. susceptible to cancer. Then we found out what gives it cancer. Come mm-hmm. down from that to 140,000 uh, milligrams. Then uh, for children, we take 80% of that. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying just an overall, no other reason but for safety, reduce that 
by 10 percent uh, by or divide it by 10 so yeah divide it by 10 you're taking essentially 90 percent off of that number okay. and then they they do All this right. i mean look these these are serious things then they divide legitimately by 100 so they divide it again so now you're down to 30 milligrams a day now remember the place where they saw the potential for increased harm was 30,000 milligrams and now they're saying 30 milligrams a day is what you can have safely of of glyphosate now this is the epa estimate the epa standard for the united states it's different all over the world but the epa is you know the one that nationwide is kind of the guideline now if you kind of think of like uh, california right glenn in general mm -hmm. um when they have an epa standard what is what does california do right there's a pollution standard california is much more strict right like they're going to be on the environmentalist side of every one of these arguments so when the epa says 30 milligrams a day is safe uh, California says 1.1 milligrams is safe. So they've lowered it by 94% uh, from what 1. the EPA says. 1.1. So the actual safe is about, uh, uh, you know, right at the right at the point to where you have any more and you're, you're going to get cancer. 140,000 milligrams a day. Then for children, they reduce that to 80 milligrams. Now, so, so they say it's... Or eighty percent, so they have thirty thousand milligrams a day, but that's for the adults as well. So the adults are being held to that same standard, correct? Uh, th- I mean, they use the the the, the, the thirty thousand. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So, okay. So so we're not even talking about adult. We're talking about a child dosage. Then, just for safety, again, we reduce it ten percent. Then, for safety, again, we reduce it. Uh, we we divide it by. 10 mm-hmm. right or 100 mm-hmm. and then and then california with no facts or figures just i don't know what do you really feel comfortable with takes it from 30 milligrams to 1.1 milligrams and again remember that's for children mm-hmm. so the adults are held to the same standard but that's 80 percent first off reduced because it's we're we're gearing it for a child yeah i think that you that's 100 percent right with the one exception of if you have 140,000 milligrams a day, that does not mean you're going to get cancer. That is the very beginning of any sign that it shows up in anyone. So, like, it's not like you automatically oh get it above those levels. This is there's the first sign of anything happening at to any of these mice at those levels. Okay, and which is a mouse, which, which a mouse. has a greater chance of getting <laughs> yes. cancer. Okay, wait, okay. wait, wait. So that's the insanity. That's the setup. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. Now we're gonna show you how much cereal does it take to actually uh, now be claimed will give you cancer. How much cereal do you need to eat Honey Nut Cheerios for this to be any kind of danger for you at all? We'll do that in a second. First, let me tell you, there's a black market for frequent flyer miles. Least half a dozen online markets have listings created by criminals who have stolen frequent flyer miles, and they're trying to resell them. Now, this happens because people don't check up on their frequent flyer miles very often. So, you know, if you're you're only traveling every you know few months or so, uh, you're just sitting there with this dead account, and they take those, and then they sell them on the black market. This is one of the things that LifeLock warns you against. So you're never going to, you're not going to find this. You're just not, you're not looking, you can't look at all the things that you have. Somebody has to, and that's LifeLock. They're the best in the business. They can't stop all identity theft. They can't monitor all transactions. But I will tell you, 
They've been doing it. I think they were the first in this industry, and they're the best in this industry. And it is more and more important every day that you lock up your life. LifeLock. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK at LifeLock.com, or you can call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Head to LifeLock.com right now. Use the promo code BECK, and you'll save 10%. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, so we're down to the California standard. California is telling us all what we can eat and cannot eat. We're down to the California standard of you can have 1.1 milligrams of Roundup, uh, what, every day? Yeah, or the ingredients, ingredients the per ingredients. day. So 1.1 milligrams per day is what uh, of glyphosate is what ca- California says is safe. Uh, and it's the most stringent okay. standard you're going to find. Okay, so how my, how many milligrams are in a bowl of, of, of cereal? Well, it's difficult to, to kind of break that down because it, it's actually going to be calculated in the parts per billion. So, like, you know, it's a few hundred. So there's, no, there's, there's not even a, a, a 0.1 milligram. Right, it's, it's much, much, much smaller than that. So let me give you this okay. break, breakdown of how you can understand. So it's so insane. So first of all, again, okay. we're just taking this environmentalist anti, you know, uh, roundup, organization at their word that they found these things it's not a peer-reviewed study it's they didn't release their the full methods they didn't release their full data so you're going to this level of just trusting this organization and the main problem with this is whether you care about cereal whether you you could be the most anti-roundup person in the world and don't necessarily want to have a glass of it uh with breakfast like i do but the but the problem is every media organization reported this as if it was fact study finds uh, cereal gives gives you cancer risk so like they, and I mean, it's not peer reviewed stories. No, not a peer reviewed. It's not peer reviewed. They didn't release any of the data. No. So here is uh, uh, how this is. This works. So if you take the highest cereal that they found, which was Honey Nut Cheerios, what would you have to do to get to the California level of safety? How much cereal would you actually need to eat? You would need to eat approximately 80 bowls of cereal per day. Oh, well. Per day. Now, 80 bowls of cereal per day is a significantly high amount of Honey now, Nut Cheerios. Um, now, I can eat. Mm-hmm. I can eat. And I like cereal. Uh, but I don't think I could eat 80 bowls a day. Now, mm-hmm. Jeffy, maybe. Maybe he could do maybe. it. For a day. Maybe he could do that. I will say, for though, he day. has to be a little more aggressive than that. And this is going to be a little bit of carb loading for most people. But you are going to have to eat 80 bowls of cereal a day. Hold on, hang on just a sec. My wife is in the mm-hmm. kitchen. Can you run to the pantry, grab, grab a, a, a deal? How many bowls of cereal are in a box? Oh, that's a good question. How many servings? How many boxes no of cereal? <laughs> a Let me lot. See. I have Honey Nut Cheerios. Come here, I need cancer. Oh. Come here. Oh, right here. Okay, so here's a you know good-sized family box of Cheerios. Mm-hmm. Amount per serving. Serving size is only three-quarters a cup, so yeah. that really kind of reduces... Uh, servings per container, 22. 22. So you'd need so, to eat four yeah. boxes, basically, of family-sized honey nut Cheerios every day. Every day. Every day every for day. 80 years. Okay. Now, if you were to... Well, only for 80 years. For only 80 years. So if you if you live to 90, there's there's five years on each side. You don't have to eat the honey nut Cheerios. But now, that gets you to the California standard. Right. And what that California state yeah. standard means, again, if you were to do that, 80 bowls of honey nut Cheerios, 
every day for 80 years, it would give you a 1 in 10,000 chance of harm. So of every 10,000 people who <laughs> ate all of that cereal, one of them may have uh, Ill, uh, effects other than the fact so that you'd be really fat and there'd be other problems. So if, <laughs> so if I had, no, it's good cholesterol. If yeah. <laughs> I had, if I had honey nut Cheerios, me and a thousand people, mm-hmm. and we had 80 bowls a day our whole life, uh, uh, or at least for 80 years. Right. Okay. For 80 years, mm-hmm. 80 bowls of cereal. Uh, that's just, uh, you know, just a few boxes every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of us, may have a chance of developing cancer yeah and it's, it's i will say but that's that's according to california right and that's he, not even that's d- way disconnected from the mice right and so it's and that's again it's one in ten thousand not one in one thousand and the other thing i will say oh, is sorry. one trick here that gets really difficult is to eat uh, 80 bowls of cereal for 80 years but also remain a child because you have to stay a kid to get to those levels so okay so wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute so how many so uh, this is what if I'm you're not about. reducing it by 80%, how many bowls of cereal do you have to have as an adult? Right. I mean, so I think looking at this and you, you're back, this is not in the study, I will say. I'm just backing into okay. these numbers at this point. But if you were to eat, yeah. let's say, 2.4 million bowls a day, I think you'd have a Two? legitimate wait, chance. Wait. <laughs> so that's bringing us to the rats. That's bringing us to the rat, yeah, which you, is more susceptible to cancer than humans. Right. That is the safe mm. level that the rats could have right. and not develop cancer. And right. Here, yes. Here, and, so, and so you would have to eat how many? 2.4 billion uh, bowls a day, I think. Or, excuse me, million. Not, two, no, you mean million. million. Yes, sorry. Million. I don't want to be yeah, ridiculous two, four, here. It's 2.4 million yeah, bowls a day. You don't want to be ridiculous. Nobody could eat 2.4 billion bowls, but no. 2.4 2. million bowls of cereal every day. For 80 years, and I won't even that have to could be done. Point out to you that that's a hell of a lot of fiber, man. There's going to be a lot of issues going on, the separate from the cancer at this point. But well, let's I, just just let's just say you're you you don't you can have porcelain chairs, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, you're all around your breakfast table, oh. just a porcelain chair. And here's the yeah, thing: I think that's, that's the biggest issue here. And we talk about political reporting all the time. The reporting on food and health in this country is way worse than the political uh, political reporting because this is like. I mean, you think that reporting on Donald Trump is bad. There is no way that, that, it, that a news organization should have picked up this study. There, is, there should not have been one article written about it. It's so nonsensical and ridiculous. The science is completely on the other side. They always talk about scientific consensus. It's totally on the other side of this issue. And yet with this, even even the organizations, these advocacy organizations that come up with these scare studies to get people to click on them, these organizations sit back and report it as if it's fact with no context whatsoever to line their pockets and then expect us to believe them on global warming consensus, expect us to believe them on, on their political reporting, on the reporting on what happened with, you know, behind the scenes of what Donald Trump is doing with Iran. We're supposed to just trust them on all of this other stuff when they churn this crap out daily, daily. It's this bad all the time when it comes to reporting on food and health Let and science. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, okay? Hate monger. Um, I'm glad we have this report because I was thinking about eating 2.4 million bowls of cereal a day. Mm. And can you imagine the carbon footprint <laughs> to make all of that? Oh, just the honey. We'd kill all of the bees. We'd kill all of the bees. We would, the tractors that would be needed just for my bowls of cereal, it would destroy the earth. And 
I might, if I was a mouse, get cancer. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, let me tell you about our uh, our sponsor this half hour. It is Norton uh, Security. And here's the thing about uh, Norton. Norton is a name that we have uh, trusted for a long time to keep our, you know, all of our devices safe, make sure there's no viruses on them. They are good at making sure that nobody's coming in through the back door, right? They're the guys that you can actually trust to actually give you a VPN, a virtual private network on all of your devices. It's really, really simple to use. You download an app, you put in your passcode one and uh, once, and then all of your devices are connected. And so you're always on a virtual private network, which basically means you don't have to ever worry about somebody like Facebook tracking you and and going in and finding everything about you. Also, it helps when you're sitting at the coffee shop and you're using public Wi-Fi. That's like, you know, that's like eating in a public restroom. That's not a good idea. Norton.com slash VPN. Price starts at three thirty three a month. If you sign up for a year, it's Norton.com that you can trust. Norton.com slash VPN. This portion of the broadcast brought to you by Honey Nut Cheerios. Delicious, sweet. No, it's not actually. But now all I want to do is eat Honey Nut Cheerios. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's not hyperbole to say that Joe Biden was the most corrupt, or at least in the top three most corrupt politicians we've ever had as vice president or president. And we've had some pretty corrupt people. I mean, you look back at the, uh, you look back at some of the administrations, even the Grant administration uh, and the Johnson administration, not this Johnson, but the one in the 1800s, wildly, wildly corrupt. Jackson was, was taking land from the Indians and then telling his friends, hey, take some money and take some of my money and uh, be at the uh, land office at nine o'clock. There might be something going on. He went from one of the poorest presidents to the rich, one of the richest people in the nation in his in his term. So we've had really corrupt people. Joe Biden and his family are literally the top two or three most corrupt we've ever had. And uh, when this is exposed, if it's ever exposed, it will bring him down. Well, it's interesting to me. Nobody has done this. We did a two hour special on this and you can see the first hour on YouTube. It's uh, Joe Biden. What do you search for? Just Joe Biden in Ukraine. Glenn Beck, Joe Biden, Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. You can find it that way on YouTube. Yep. Uh, and please subscribe to my YouTube channel while you're there. Um, but uh, when you uh, when you watch this, the Ukraine is nothing compared to what happened to China. And that's the second hour of that broadcast. Well, we thought nobody else would do it. Well, somebody has. And it's ABC television. ABC News has just done um, a report on China and Ukraine with Joe Biden and his son. And. It's pretty damaging. I mean, it shows, huh, I guess we're not the only ones that can uh, find this truth about Joe Biden. Now, the question is, why are they doing this? Are they actually finding journalistic integrity or are they just trying to make sure Joe Biden is not the candidate? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. I mean, you know, look, I, I appreciate that they've done this, and we should listen to some of this report. It's good that they're yeah. they're following up on this. It, it just you get a real sense from the media right now that they are going to do everything they can to make sure Joe Biden is not the nominee um, because they're he, Hillary Clintoning. 
yeah, yeah him right now. It's interesting because, I mean, we think of Clinton getting good media coverage because we're comparing it to the media coverage that Trump gets. But, I mean, Hillary Clinton got terrible media coverage if you compare it to the coverage that Obama received. Or really any yeah. nominee that I can remember in my lifetime yeah. on the Democratic side. They I did agree. not like her. I agree. Um, Biden here. Now, you know, the thing, the problem with the Hillary stuff, though, is there was no one to knock her off for. Right? Like, you're going to get Bernie Sanders, who probably wasn't going to win anyway. Here, they believe they mm-hmm. can get someone. They can get a someone who's much more like an Elizabeth Warren or a Kamala Harris or a Pete Buttigieg or whoever else. They think there's another path here to another, another candidate. Correct. Um, and so the question is, you know, because they, they are hitting him hard, not only with, with this report that we'll play for you here in a second, but also just the way they're, they're covering his controversies. I mean, at times, you know, CNN's coverage of a Joe Biden offhanded remark sounds like Fox News's coverage of a Joe Biden offhanded remark. Mm-hmm. Like they are being very mm-hmm. critical. They're not letting him down. Mm-hmm. They're giving lots of attention to people like Cory Booker who are criticizing him. Mm-hmm. It is not normal of the way that the mainstream media acts. So here is the report, uh, ABC News, after we've, you know, kind of dove into this Ukraine stuff, normally this would be Glenn Beck's conspiracy theory, right? Like, that's the way this always would have been. Oh, if he becomes the president it or the nominee, it will become Glenn Beck's conspiracy yes. theory again. It will go back You'll to You'll never see it covered again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's listen to a little bit of the ABC coverage. At issue, was Hunter Biden profiting off his dad's work as vice president, and did Joe Biden allow it? We're talking about millions of dollars in at least two countries. In 2014, Ukrainians, sick of corruption, revolted. Vice President Joe Biden went to Kiev to help the new government. You have to fight the cancer of corruption. But then, something strange happened. Just three weeks later, a Ukrainian natural gas company, Burisma, accused of corruption, appoints Hunter Biden, seen here in their promotional videos, to their board of directors, paying his firm more than a million dollars a year. Hunter, a lawyer who had just been discharged from the Navy Reserves for testing positive for cocaine. Mr. Hunter Biden. He had served on other boards, but had no known experience in Ukraine or natural gas. We went to Kiev and found even among Joe Biden's supporters in Ukraine, Hunter's hiring was troubling. How do you judge what Hunter Biden was doing? I think that Hunter Biden did a very bad thing and he was very wrong. He allowed his name to be abused. And Ukraine wasn't the only country where Hunter Biden's business and his father's diplomacy as vice president intersected. It also happened in China. Now, this is a mm. lot of resource they've put into this. They've sent the reporter there. Yeah. They've got multiple interviews. Yep. They talked about, too, how, you know, you, you get to the situation where, um, uh, you know, you're going into a, a country that you're there to stop the corruption. And three weeks after mm-hmm. you show up, your son gets a multi-million dollar deal in, in and, a field and that they have no you, experience in. What they just did in about two minutes, we did in 22 minutes. So this is the disnified version mm-hmm. of of what that scandal was. Yeah, that's I mean true. this is so this is like scandal really 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 light. This is like, well, we're not really sure. When you actually produce the documents and you show the timetable and everything else, it's Stunning. Stunning. It's stunning. stunning. And, you know, I don't expect yeah. ABC News to spend an entire show on it. Like, and you spent multiple shows on it. But, I mean, the fact that they're yeah. covering it at all and showing you, you know, the real truth here. Again, you're, gonna, you're, you're a big company that natural gas. You're going to put someone on your board, pay them millions of dollars that has no experience 
has no experience in your country and just got discharged from the military because he was doing cocaine that you're going to do that that makes absolutely no sense so then they went on to look at uh china this video shows Chinese diplomats greeting Vice President Biden as he arrived in Beijing in December of 2013. Right by his side, his son Hunter. Less than two weeks later, Hunter's firm had new business, creating an investment fund in China involving the government-controlled Bank of China. With reports, they hope to raise $1.5 billion. Hunter still plays a role in the fund. His lawyer says his stake is worth about half a million dollars. Both Hunter and his lawyers say he never discussed any of his overseas work with his father. But even a critic of the current president and his children's business dealings says this. He should have encouraged his son to not take these positions. Biden's campaign team told us that the vice president acted at all times in a manner consistent with well-established executive branch ethics standards. One person who did not want to talk about it, Joe Biden. Mr. Vice President, what's your take on that? Was there a conflict of interest there? Was there a clear conflict of interest? Now, now, in response to our questions, the Biden campaign, for the first time, is announcing if he's elected, he will invoke a new ethics policy on his first day in office that would empower White House lawyers to monitor for any types of conflicts of interest. Now, Hunter Biden did not want to comment on camera. He says he was brought into Burisma, that Ukrainian company that was facing the corruption charges, to help with its transparency and corporate responsibility. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. So this is their national uh, chief national affairs reporter that they sent not only to ukraine to follow this but also uh all over the united states to get multiple attempts to get comment from joe biden they have it wasn't just that one where he's shouting at him he's not only shouted at him he shouted at him in multiple different places uh and you know it's an amazing thing because even they report like this is very standard practice in ukraine and china where like you have a a big figure and they'll put the sun Mm -hmm. on the board but it's the exact Mm -hmm. type of corruption that Joe Biden supposedly was going over there to fight, and the fact that he the utilized exact- it to enrich his son, allegedly, is pretty da- damning, I think. And the exact kind of corruption that everybody hates about capitalism. I mean, that's, I just don't that's see that as crony. capitalism at all. I mean, they, they, crony no, it's cap- not. Yeah. No, no, no. But it's crony yeah. capitalism. The reason why capitalism is hated is because people think that is capitalism, yeah. and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's crony capitalism, uh, and it's what our government is doing all over the board with Google and Amazon and everybody else. One hand washes the other. That's what people don't like. And if Joe Biden is the guy that people say, "Oh, well, you know what? He's going to be fair." This guy is he will usher in the oligarchs because I think we're almost there now. We are going to become a really corrupt oligarchy uh, because that's that's the new way of doing business in Russia and China. And everybody who's anybody wants that. We don't want that. I don't want that from Donald Trump. I don't want that from Ronald Reagan. I don't want that from Joe Biden. I don't want any of that. But that's the way socialism is run, and especially this new uh, state capitalism. That's what this is all about. This, again, if you just heard this for the first time, this is nothing. This was like a joke of a report uh, compared to what really happened. When you see it edited that tightly from uh, ABC, it doesn't seem like a big deal. Go ahead. Google Glenn Beck. Joe Biden, Ukraine. Watch that first episode. The second episode on China is is even more stunning. 
And you can find that now, both episodes, uh, at theblazetv.com slash Glenn. If you haven't joined us, please do. Just use the promo code Glenn, uh, and uh, you'll save 10% right now. If you have joined us and you are a member of uh, The Blaze, thank you. Thank you so much for your support. All right. Let me tell you about Blinds.com. Then we're going to come back and we're going to give you a sneak peek of a really, really great uh, episode of the podcast tomorrow. Uh, Really eye-opening. And another one of those where you're like, wait a minute, look at who's waking up. Look at how this corruption and these lies are not working on people that they've always considered themselves liberal. That's coming up in just a second. Blinds.com is constantly getting stories in uh, like this. Basically, the blinds were perfect. I saved money. I feel that they're higher quality than the box store product. Our windows look brand new with Blinds.com, our order. We have several other window blinds that need replacing. We'll be using Blinds.com. Thanks for employing great people who meet to and ex- exceed the customer's expectations. This is actually from a guy named Tom in Florida that wrote in. But this is the kind of thing they get all the time. The customers say it all. Blinds.com, their entire experience is so easy and so affordable and and so convenient. That's what gives them the 30,000 five-star customer reviews. Think of that. That's why they're America's number one online choice for affordable quality window coverings. They make every order with free samples, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. The design consultants are standing by right now to help change the look and feel of your home. Blinds.com. Go there now and save during their semi-annual sale. Save 40% off of the customer favorites plus an extra 20% off with promo code BECK. Save 40% on customer favorites, plus $20 off with promo code BECK. That's blinds.com, promo code B-E-C-K. Rules and restrictions do apply. So you should listen to and subscribe to the podcast. Glenn does uh, every week a... Uh, an interview with somebody really fascinating. It's like a long-form interview. There's dozens of these now. You can binge them. Uh, this weekend has Blake Harris on, and he wrote a book that was supposed to be a book about technology. And he's a, le- a guy who's a liberal, but he's writing just about technology, interesting stories about technology, and the kind of starting of virtual reality. And the guy who invented it was a 19-year-old guy in a trailer. And it, what, what started, though, is that sort of story about the foundation of virtual reality turned into a story that had this really amazing thing with donald trump and the way technology destroys conservatives who are prominent in the world uh, of silicon valley listen this is a guy who knows everyone in silicon valley and he said there's only two people i know in silicon valley who are publicly trump supporters or who are willing to say that they're trump supporters palmer lucky and peter Thiel. and that's obviously a problem for a lot of reasons because i think that there's more than two that are just we're unwilling to say it but it's interesting to me that now here we are in 2019, less than two years after he said that, and both Peter and Palmer are out of Silicon Valley. And, and it's not because they don't like the geography there. It's because mm-hmm. there's other stuff going on. So uh, he, he posts uh, his support for Donald Trump. And it's not crazy, is it? When he first comes out and says, I'm for Donald Trump, it's not, he's not like... Well, it was crazy back in 2011, because who would have... Yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, but when, yeah. when this story really starts right. to take, he sold his business to Oculus. And he's not like, you know, in the Trump gear and, you know, walking down Facebook, right, right. you know, with flags and going, you no, know, no, build he's a wall. Actually, he, he is much more like how I remembered politics when I was growing up, where I, I remembered I once asked um, a home ec- my home economics teacher, which I... 
I would suspect is not really a class anymore, even though I thought it was very useful to learn those skills. Um, and I remember asking her who she voted for in the election. I guess I was in eighth grade. It must have been 96. And she, and she got mad at me. Like, that's a very personal thing to ask. We don't, you don't ask people about politics. And that's sort of Palmer's mentality, um, which once he was, you know, it was determined that he was a villain, everyone thought, oh, that's him being sneaky. He doesn't want to talk about his politics. No, that's just, he doesn't think that matters. He was there to do virtual reality stuff and do cool tech stuff. Um, that was irrelevant. Um, but, but yeah, he had no qualms with, with publicly being a Trump supporter um, not long after the escalator um, introduction of Trump. You know, one of the things I find fascinating that, that it's not in this edition of the book, but I will put it in a later edition because I'm still getting information more information fortunately no contradictory information but i'm still getting other cool details that i want to include is that in in april of 2016 palmer went to a trump rally in costa mesa and the reason i know that is not just because he told me but because there was an nbc video um talking about protesters outside of the rally and palmer was one of the people interviewed as like you're at this trump rally what was Mm. it like or what was the protesters like so so he had no problem being he wasn't hiding yeah he wasn't hiding exactly he wasn't hiding it um he knew this was going to be on the news, potentially millions of people to potentially no one, but like he had no problem hiding it. And then we flash forward to five months later when he makes this $10,000 donation to an organization and he does it anonymously, which people then say he did it because, you know, he was sneaky about it or he was trying to cover it up or whatever they say. And you have to ask yourself, well, then what changed over the five months? And, and the answer is Peter Thiel. The answer is that in, you know, in between that was the Republican National Convention in 2016. Peter spoke there and came out as a Trump supporter, as, as a gay man Trump supporter. And, um, and, and it, people on Facebook, want, so many people on Facebook wanted to get him fired from the board of direct, board at Facebook for, for the only reason was just that he was a Trump supporter. Uh, amazing story. Uh, how they target conservatives. It's happening all over Silicon Valley. You can hear the entire interview for free at glenbeck.com. Get it there or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Glenn Beck.